Bush and Ritchie here with your daily takeaway podcast. Uh, we don't often recommend uh, TV shows uh, on this, but I've got one for you. Have you watched Bush on Sky right now? The Lovers. Never even heard of it. It's really good. Uh, it features a uh, a radio personality uh, who is having an affair with a supermarket shelf stacker. Wow! <laughs> wow! That's a, an unusual. Uh... <laughs> Basis for a show. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where I'm going with this. It could tie. What are you trying to say? Why are you saying this? <laughs> Do you know anyone who works in supermarkets? I don't know what I'm saying. I, I, I think we should. Would just... you fancy going for a drink? <laughs> Here's the daily takeaway. This is Bush and Rich's daily takeaway. So if you follow me on social media, you know that I went to the NFL in London yesterday, went to the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Atlanta Falcons at Wembley Stadium, which was a, a, a blessed relief from Everton Football Club, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> Throw my arms around a different sport. But here's the thing, right? I do worry sometimes that I'm turning into my dad. You know, like you, you, you end up using phrases like your, your dad comes out with and all that kind of stuff, sometimes involuntarily. Anyway, I went to the bar to get myself a beer before the other guys arrived. Uh, and they wanted £7.85 for a pint Woof. of Budweiser. £7.85 for a pint. And, and I literally, I did actually say the phrase, I'm not made of money, which is exactly what my dad says. Not flipping made of money. Not made of money, me. So um, I just couldn't believe it. Like, I, you know, I know everything's going up at the moment. In fact, just before we started the show, we were just talking about the price of everything going up at the moment. And it's like putting people under a, a real squeeze. And I know it's just a pint of lager. But do you know what? It started to make me think for the first time about, and I, I'm not proud of saying this, smuggling in things into venues via nefarious means. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So if anyone's got any brilliant stories of heroically smuggling something in, because the ingenuity is key here. This, the, I know people uh, uh, you know, think amazingly outside of the box to, to get away with stuff. Uh, or maybe you smuggled something out of somewhere. We want to hear about it tonight on, on Home Time. We'll call it smuggling stories. Now, um, I'm going to use a highbrow word here, decanting. Uh, do you remember earlier on in the summer, I had that rage when I went to watch Bangladesh versus Ireland uh, at Chelmsford, oh, yeah. and I had my Dorito tangy cheese dip um, taken away from me on entrance to the ground because it was in a glass container. They were thinking I was going to yes. luz Dorito dip uh, onto the uh, onto the playing field. Next time I go, because I will go back to Chelmsford, I am decanting my tangy cheese dip into a Tupperware. Then they can't stop me. That's, that's good, and that's exactly the spirit. I, I feel like this is the Dunkirk spirit <laughs> that uh, connects us all here on this sceptered aisle. So <laughs> that's the spirit we want to channel in home time this evening. Hi to Adam Gradwell, who's tweeted us to say, uh, Ladies' Day, Newcastle races every year. And here's a weird thing. He says, hollowed out baguettes with miniatures in is a good way of doing it. What does he mean? <laughs> um, What's going on there? Big old tiger loaf, I would imagine. Out comes all the stuff inside and it just crisply holds the bottle. I would say, if anyone walks into the kitchen and you're hollowing out a loaf, you've got some big explaining to do. Uh, Miles was at the uh, Cricket World Cup a few years back, Old Trafford. Six 500 millilitre bottles of water in his bag. No problem for the security check. Pity they didn't realise it was six chilled bottles of G&Ts. Uh, it got particularly yes. funny at the gate when I walked straight in and my brother had to chuck his can of cider. <laughs>
I love these. This is it. This is the ingenuity that we're after. It's the Dunkirk spirit, as we mentioned earlier on. Uh, Marcus has got a story of smuggling something out. Uh, a pint wow. of beer out of Twickenham Stadium took it all the way home on the train. My friend was due to come and couldn't make the match, so I bought him back a pint in sympathy. That's amazing. What a lovely friendship thing to do. <laughs> exactly. I absolutely love that. Hi to Nathan from Norwich. He says, hi, guys. Uh, whilst at, uh, I won't name the festival. Whilst at a major festival, <laughs> to avoid the extortionate prices in the main venue area, we made my sister look fat by taping bags of wine to her belly. Warm wine, but I tell you what, it was worth it. <laughs> All good sport. Uh, Nikki, what have you managed to take in and how? This is a little bit delicate, but I promise you, you can say what you like and I don't take offence. Right. But I had breast cancer and uh, as a result, I had half of my right breast removed. Mm -hmm. So obviously I don't fill that cup anymore. So whenever I go to a festival or a concert or anything like that, I smuggle a little bit of vodka or gin or whatever <laughs> into the bottom of my bra. <laughs> wow. I, and then respect you for that, for stars. And what, what, what are you using, miniatures? Or what's your kind of uh, uh, thing of choice for smuggling in the well, bra? It depends. I have used miniatures, but the only thing with using it, a couple of miniatures, is that they clang. <laughs> you can't have a clanging breast. <laughs> no. And uh, so I started using like the small bottles of vodka. And, and to be honest, let's be honest, who's going to be asking to check my bra? <laughs> so even if they do notice, they're not going to, are they? Um, Nikki, there's, there's no perks to what you've had to go through. So um, what an ingenious thing that you've managed to find uh, out of it all. Got to take the little wins. Hi to Jamie in Luton, who says, Guys, cut open your Capri Sun pouches along the top, fill it with whatever, and then reseal using hair straighteners. <laughs> top secret, he says. That's <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Oh, I, I love that. I don't like the idea of taking the Capri Sun brand in vain, but uh, that is <laughs> that's very clever. Uh, Dave in Devon says, No booze allowed in Afghanistan when we were doing a tour of duty over there. Our packages from home used to contain purple fruit shoot bottles full of port and rum. <laughs> you know, I get fruit shoots on a daily basis for our kids. I'm, I think I might uh, get involved in a bit of that. <laughs> uh, Graham, what can you share with us? Well, um, half of my family are French, and one of my uncles um, on the French side of the family had uh, an old... This is back in the 1970s when you were having to pay duty on, uh, on stuff you brought into the country. He had a, His old Volvo estate used to run on gas, not petrol, thereby leaving the petrol tank empty, which he used to duly fill up with really nice French wine. <laughs> Bring it over to us. We siphon it out of the tank and bottle it ourselves. And he did... Well, it was an incredible ruse, and he did it. He did it several times. Wow, it's like so. It's like an episode of a lower low you got going on right there. <laughs> Without a doubt, that's exactly what it was like. You know, sometimes, like you know, a, a wine can have a slight taste of something. Do please tell me that there was, there was no discernible taste of residue of petrol or, or, or rusty tank. I'm getting, a, I'm getting a definite sense of acceleration from this. No, it was... Uh, <laughs> like it. Essence of uh, four-stroke. <laughs> One of our colleagues has got in touch with a smuggling story from earlier on on the show. Uh, Jenny Longdon, good old Jenny Longdon from Absolute Radio Country, has come in with something that is, has absolutely blown my mind. Listen to this. A few days before a local music festival, we went went to the field that it was being held at and buried our drinks. On the day we went in with a little map and dug them up. Absolutely incredible. Inspired. Inspired, Jenny. The Daily 
Daily Takeaway. The Ryder Cup was fantastic yesterday. I know it's not necessarily, Bush, uh, your sport of choice, but could you get sucked into the Ryder Cup? I, I saw Rory McIlroy having a go at an American. I thought, you know what, I could get into this. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was one bloke who really got into it when uh, when Europe won yesterday afternoon. Uh, Scottish golf fan called John. Uh, he's 70 and he'd been stood by the 16th green uh, out in Rome all afternoon in the sunshine. Tense afternoon and the, mom- the moment uh, that the Europe moment. won the Ryder Cup, he just lost it and went running across the green and jumped headfirst into the lake by the side of the green. Cue the crowds going crazy. Now, if you think about it, with any other sport, cricket, football, rugby, someone goes running like that, you've got burly stewards running after them uh, and they're frog-marched out of it. Golf... Crowd's just cheering. He climbs back out of the lake. <laughs> he dives back in again. More applause. Yay. He tries to dive to the bottom of the lake to see if he can get out some old golf balls. John, the golf fan, got in no trouble whatsoever. That's good. And you know, I mean, I, I was—we were following the uh, golf as we were watching the NFL. What a sporting weekend it's been! I, and you know, it was kind of quite feisty, wasn't it, as well? So I think there was like a palpable sense of relief. Exactly. A triumphant jumping in that that was. Generally, jumpings in are quite triumphant, one would say, but you don't always not get in trouble. I can remember going to a conference centre outside Swindon um, <laughs> and uh, there was a very inviting fountain in that. And I can remember jumping into that at uh, around about one o'clock in the morning and uh, getting in trouble with the bosses for that one. It doesn't always work out. Well, it's good. And you can't be that feeling sometimes. And you know what? I've never done it. And, and I, I wish that I had. Is, is you know what I mean? You properly jump in somewhere but fully clothed. Yes. It's your normal day wear. Yeah. Love that. Uh, Rui has uh, sent us a fantastic picture. I think fountains are going to feature heavily uh, in this yes. particular topic. Uh, a picture of him, a fountain in the centre of Birmingham out celebrating his 21st birthday. Uh, blue shirt, gone pretty much see-through and very, very tight. Do you know what? I think the Holy Grail is trying to speak to someone who was on We Are The Champions and was allowed to jump in the oh, pool at the end. Oh, that would be... If we hear that, we might as well shut the show down early and then just run music for the rest of the night. So if you don't like this programme, do yourself a favour, phone anyone you know, get a hold of them if they've been on We Are The Champions. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I have to say, I have jumped into the uh, River Y in the Y Valley at a beautiful place called Simmons Yat. I don't know if anyone listening to this has been there before. Beautiful winding little river and they do amazing kayaking trips down there with these metal kayaks. And we went on one on a stag do, so as a joke, we all dressed as hillbillies because you could be in the Appalachian Mountains down there. Uh, and, and at the very end, we all jumped in in our dungarees and it was a very very liberating experience. I just want to apologise to any campers. Sounds liberating and very middle class, if I may say so. We did have craft, craft ale and some uh, locally sourced cider afterwards, so it really was. Dungarees off a kayak in the Y Valley, you're so rock and roll. Oh, <laughs> I say. Uh, Nick's hanging on. What did you jump into, Nick? I jumped into the Serpentine in Hyde Park from a height of about 20 feet, um, fully clothed in fancy dress and part of the first ever London flug tag. Um, you know that event where people make homemade flying machines out of all manner of props um, and, and try and achieve whatever distance they can over water. Um, okay, so we, we were gathering from this that your, your plane, your flood tag or whatever it is, mm. didn't, didn't go particularly well if you ended up in the drink. It, it didn't go well at all. It didn't even take off. We, we suffered a technical malfunction on the runway. 
which is probably no bad thing because making a plane out of sheet metal piping is probably a bad idea in retrospect. <laughs> it's not very... It's just going to, like, drop. Yeah, well, it pretty much it dropped so badly that it lost the wheel as we were pushing it down the runway, veered off to the side, was left hanging in the breeze as all manner of terrified safety inspectors and technicians tried to retrieve this thing. And, <laughs> Me and, my, me and my chum standing around like a bunch of halflings, hundred thousand people looking on, didn't know what to do. So, so well, there's only one thing we can do, really. Let's jump in the drink, and so we did. What kind of height was um, was the runway at into the serpentine? It felt massive. I, 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 I'm guessing twelve foot, twenty foot. I don't know. It, it, it just felt an awful long way down um, in some very cold water. Do you know what, though, I've been around there quite quite a bit through Hyde Park, etc. I've always thought about jumping in there, but I've never never actually done it. So you, you've managed to fulfil, you know, kind of a childhood dream of mine. Next, you should be quite proud of yourself. Well, yeah, I, I, I was for about one second as I was sailing through the air, and then the realisation what I was doing hit me at the exact same moment as the icy trousers it and and beyond. So if I can recommend it, it wouldn't be that. Find yourself another dream because. <laughs> Jumping into water is not the way, not from that height, not there. Well, we've all learnt what uh, flugtag is, uh, German into English, so we've been educated. Uh, this text says, whilst at a bouncy castle exhibition in Birmingham, I jumped into one of those large pits full of balls. I didn't even know they had bouncy castle exhibitions. Uh, deep within, I found myself with my legs firmly wrapped around one of my female colleagues. Uh, to say this was highly embarrassing is an understatement. She was in a vastly superior position to me within the company. Wow, what about that? And I tell you what, it, it, you raise a good point. Do tell us the name of what the Bouncy Castle uh, <laughs> exhibition is. it Castle Con? Bouncy Con? No, I love that. It's, it's got to be a good name. Just, just let, know, let us know what it is. Uh, some outrageous stuff going on in the text this evening. You guys are uh, unbelievable. This text here says we were on a night out in Cambridge for a leaving do in the early 90s. One of our colleagues was handcuffed at the time, as you do. Uh, seemed a good idea to throw him in the River Cam. Cue mild panic as he appeared to be drowning or disappeared. Another colleague threw off his shoes and jumped in to save him. It was only then we found out that our handcuffed colleague wasn't drowning. He'd in fact landed on a ledge. <laughs> and we fell about laughing and carried on with our night out. We, we advised not try any of those things at home. The handcuffs, the jumping in, all of it. All of it. Every bit of it. Don't try any of it. No good is coming from that. Uh, Simon, uh, your jumping in story, please. Who was it? It was, it was my sister. She was on holiday and uh, she decided to take an early evening jacuzzi. Um, took a book with her, sat in the jacuzzi. And about 20 minutes later, we put lots of people looking at her strangely. The hotel manager came along and said, excuse me, madam, what are you doing? She said, I'm having a jacuzzi. He said, no, this is the hotel fountain. <laughs> <laughs> legend. What a legend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Was it, I, I, how do we ask this next question about your sister? Uh, just to give us a bit more status about the story. Had she been having a couple of holiday shandies at the time? No, she was completely sober. No, she just decided. It was, I don't know whether she had her glasses on. That could have been the situation. She doesn't, do you know what? To be, to be fair, right, I, I've actually asked for help. Uh, from mannequins before when I haven't had my glasses on when I've come in from like it being sunny outside. So that's what we put it down to. We try to be, you know, that's what it is. Yes, I've got two other sisters as well, and they, and they, we have all um, wound up on it quite often. Uh, Andrea says, I jumped into the swimming pool fully clothed on the way back from a night out on holiday. I surfaced and looked for my boyfriend. 
now my husband, only to be told he'd gone to get changed. It was meant to be a quick illegal dip before the security guy appeared. Love it. What are you lot like? <laughs> uh, this story here from Walla in Bridge North. When we were kids, we were using a fence panel to flatten some nettles in my mate's back garden. I jumped on the fence panel and went straight through and down an eight-foot drop into a stream that we had no idea was there. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's a whole new phone-in maybe for next week. Stuff you've gone through. <laughs> yes. Make a note. Uh, there's a text here that says, uh, they didn't leave their name, but they said they jumped naked into Regent's Park Lake after too many beers at the cricket. And I'm starting to work on a bit of a, a theory here that the, the more sedate and respectful the sport, a.k.a. cricket and golf, <laughs> the more crazy the fans go when they cut loose. That's a very good in it. point. Wouldn't want to turn up to the Great British Croquet Championships. They're wild. We'll leave you with uh, probably the most underwhelming uh, jumping in text we've had all evening. Someone who hasn't left their name says, I live in Torquay and I jump in the sea all year round. <laughs> so thanks for that. <laughs> you don't really jump in either, do you? It's just walking like old Reggie Perrin. It's walking. <laughs> exactly. You can't just literally jump in the sea. So in your face, whoever texted that in. Even we wouldn't do a feature asking you for tales of walking into something. I wouldn't put it past this, so do you know what I mean? It's going on the list. This is the Daily Takeaway. Daily Takeaway. Just want to say well done to our middle daughter, Thea, who's been off school ill today. God bless her. You know, there's this sore throat and stuff that's going around, so we've kept her off as a precaution. So, uh, obviously, I'm working from home today, and she's been scuttling about. Has, it, has had a bit of what I would describe as a road to Damascus turnaround in her <laughs> spirits uh, within an hour of uh, saying that she's not going to school. But anyway, So, I, I've been looking after her today, and I've made her... Um, uh, like a few things for you know like when you're ill and you're, you're on the couch there's certain things that you want particularly mm. when you're a kid so she specifically asked for uh, toasted bagels with butter but with ham put on top of the bagel oh, for, wow. uh, quite an unusual request but it took me back to being a kid and do you remember those uh, like iconic not very well meals that your parents oh. used to make for you because when, when we were little my mum used to make us a thing called gookie egg which I think I've mentioned before on the show but it was like soft boiled egg mashed up in a mug with butter and salt and pepper in it. And I haven't had one for like 35 years. I used to love them. Do you know what? I could imagine myself enjoying that and I wouldn't have to be ill. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Like a, just a little mashed up egg. I love egg. The thing that I, I, I marvel at now as a parent myself, looking back on, the thing that I, I can't believe that I managed to get my mum to do. I can remember being off school ill one day and saying what I really wanted was a bowl of grated cheese uh, and she wow. did it was it was like a a bowl that you'd have your cereal in in the morning and you know those sort of like um, cheese grate cheese grates where you, you put a block of cheese in there and you turn a handle and it just grates and grates I had this bowl of cheddar cheese just grate and then I ate it with a wow. fork do you know what? When, when I've met, when I've done a jacket potato with, with cheese and I've grated cheese for the jacket potato, I you know you nick a bit for yourself. It's, yeah. it's the rule, isn't it? I could just keep on going. I've only stopped through not wanting to offend the rest of the family. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's, it's, it's Moorish, isn't it? it uh, is. Billy Husky says uh, going down that kind of route: macaroni, cheese, and chips. He used to have as his special ill meal. Uh, and then Tricky says bottle of Lucasate, the the one in the crinkly wrapper and dry toast. Maybe a rich tea for a treat, stuck on the sofa, <laughs> stuck on the sofa with Pipkin and Finger Bobs. I don't know if they are a couple of friends that came round or children's TV <laughs> programmes, but cheers for getting involved, Tricky. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. 
No one will be surprised that these days it's harder and harder to spot scams uh, when they come through in your email inbox. But I'd like to think that a high-profile one that has been talked about today... I would have spotted. Uh, Tom Hanks has had to come out and warn people that a dental plan ad that features his image is actually an artificial intelligence fake. He said there's a video out there promoting some dental plan with an AI version of me. I have nothing to do with it, he said. Wow, so would that be the same thing for Samuel L. Jackson and Warburton's? Because that can't be real, can it? <laughs> no, that one has had no denial whatsoever. I'd like to imagine, wow. though, if I was if I was tried to flog a private dental care plan that had Tom Hanks saying, hey, guys, uh, you too could have the same teeth as me, I would immediately <laughs> be reading that and thinking, no way, I, I can't afford the guy that you've got, no way. <laughs> it's mad, though, isn't it, what they can do now? And it makes you wonder or realise, like... You know, imagine if they stole your face. Imagine if the AI stole yes. your face and image and then would use you on an advertising campaign. What do you reckon they'd advertise with you? I, I think it would be one of those sort of like bodybuilding kind of like, you know, rugged vitamin supplement kind of things. Me? Oh, really? I was going to say for myself anti-aging cream, but if you're going to be like that, then I'll, I'll say something a bit more buff. <laughs> Protein way for, for bodybuilding. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. And there you go. There's the Daily Takeaway. Uh, there's the podcast. Cheers for listening, etc. Just to return to the, the show that Richie was recommending no, at the very beginning. There. Don't. Do you want to go back there? <laughs> it's called The Lovers. It's really good. Uh, the subject matter is immaterial.